So, you want me to tell you about what happened? What I can remember is pretty vague and jumbled, but for the most part, the one thing I do know is that the episode contained adult language, mature situations, there was a bloody, violent prison break. There was a asshole who had a really dumb name. He had a jerk named Frost. He had a very opinionated young girl. And then you also had, uh, well, I don't fucking remember the last thing, but either way, uh, listener discretion is advised. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Episode 74. Here's an apple. Here's a shotgun. Try not to get lost. Hello, welcome to an episode of the Spark and Movie Review, the podcast where we tell you about movies. If they're worth watching or if they're completely terrible shit that you should not watch at all. Or if you should use like the Levitgo treatment. Take your friends, tie them up with bungee cord, and then force them to watch it. With such wonderful movies like, what is that one we, re- we reviewed? Uh, like, today? Yes, like this movie today. Um... Those who don't know, I'm your host, Zon, and with me today is... Odie. Yes, back again for another fun-filled episode, and we are back for a lot of fun. Yes, I'm turning on the air conditioner because it's too fucking hot on this late night, even though last night it was really fucking creepy with the lightning. Yeah, that was nice. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I woke up at 4 o'clock and I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Look outside, it looks like it struck lightning. But then I look outside and I see the weather, and it's like, okay, it's end of July, opening of August, yet it's... Like, yeah, but if it's not raining, then it's 102 degrees out, so... Yeah, but I'm starting to think, I'm looking at the weather channel, I think like this is now September weather, and then it's going yeah. to be like October, I think it's going to be snowing again. Yeah. I think that's how the new, for the rest of our lives, that's going to be how... Um, the Monty, Monty Python had it right, in the Holy Grail. Yes, they did. And then spring will give summer a pass, and go straight into winter. And so they ate Robin's Vinchels. Yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yes. You can check us out or any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com and you can check out Coming to Theaters Soon. Kung Fu and Titties at www.kungfuandtitties.com or facebook.com slash kftmovie. And the movie is done? It's in the can? The movie is in the can. We're just waiting for special effects and starting to submit to festivals. Yes, and the trailer was hysterical. And Glad was you liked great. it. Great. I can't wait. It's still August. Um, We're trying, yeah, the place we have set up wanted August 8th, and I was like, eh, it's way too early. I don't want to be pushing it, so I'm hoping for end of August. Hopefully, and then we could all watch it, and it'll be great. I'm definitely taking pictures for it. And also, before I forget, you know when we put your birthday up on the website, right? Really? We have a happy birthday. Oh, sweet. Yes, so that's up. Well, thank you. It's up on the 
beta I haven't even put up on the actual website because as usual I am behind schedule again because it's all done it's on the website but I never hit the post it's always save as a draft I'm like mm. why didn't you put something new I don't know but anyway I'm battling as usual so let's get right into the crux of the matter because if you remember the last episode of this power kid we re-rolled that one that only the dodecahedron which actually broke so we are now using the well fuck it the 20-sided dice of movies to dictate that we'd be reviewing a movie today which was directed by a guy named James Mathers and Stephen St. Leaguer, which should tell you a problem when you got two guys directing a film. Who aren't brothers. Yes, and who probably were butting heads constantly. This is like the Superman 2 um, director where you had five directors being like, okay, I'm going to direct. He's fired. You're going to direct. <laughs> He's fired. And he's like, I want to do it this way. I want to change it from an action to a drill. <laughs> but no. And this was produced by Leela Smith. She's paid for a I think she paid for the film, if I remember correctly. Okay. And it's written by Luke Besson and Stephen St. Leaguer and James Mathers. And those who don't know, Luke Besson did Fifth Element. Fifth Element. And The Professional, which is an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. And One of the best Hitman movies ever made. Yes, and you see little aspects of his, his story in this film, but not really. Yeah. And let's see now, this movie is starring... Peter Stormare, who we don't know who he is. Lenny James. Peter, Peter Stormare, isn't he the, the crazy dude from Fargo? Actually, you're right. He yeah, is the crazy yeah. dude from Fargo. And yeah. he was a crazy dude in this movie, too. Yeah. Vincent Regan, Joseph Gilgan, Maggie Grace, and, of course, Guy Pierce. You're probably wondering, what is this movie they're talking about? Well, this movie came out on April 13, 2012, and it came out of theaters April 15, 2012. Oh, my God. Yet, this movie made more than its budget. They probably made it the opening weekend. So like they had good previews, good trailers, opening weekend, and they're like, get it out. Get it out, because it's such a terrible movie. <laughs> yes, and what movie were we talking about? Lockout. Yes, a sci-fi action mess, which... How Just this, a big pile of... Big shit. How this movie was yeah. made, I don't... Well, obviously it was made because, uh, as we said, Leela Smith was like, hey, I have a bunch of free money. Here you go, Luke Besson. You wrote this movie. It should be good. It's kind of like if you had... Three term papers due in college at the same time. And someone bumped into you and they scattered all around, but you didn't have time, so you just stapled whatever papers together and gave it to your teacher. Yeah. That's this film. It's just... Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a big, giant plot hole that you could fly through. <laughs> but it's a pretty film. Yep, shot really well, looks good. Guy Pierce is awesome. Great actors, but... And it's a lot of good practical effects. It's a used universe, which you rarely see anymore. It's not stain-free. Everything's used. Everything's graffitied up yeah. and messed up. And There's just no common sense yeah. with any of the characters. Yes, and the only way we knew most of the characters or most of the stuff is you have to look at the Wikipedia. Otherwise, yeah. you don't know anything. Like, we did not know that the main villain's name was Alex until... Never in the movie. Yes, until we went never. online. Or you watch the... Um, you look at the credits. I mean, you didn't even know the date of the movie. We had to assume, originally looking like, okay, you have the president, he's in a bunker underneath what looks like the Pentagon mixed with the White House. Yeah. And, and when they did have, like, title cards, they were, they would flash up really quick. Two seconds, you couldn't tell where they were or what they were doing. And they constantly reused cards. It's like, here's the location. It says, location one, yeah. kind of cool. Location two, kind of cool. Then when you went back to location one, automatically, you see location one again, you're like, we already know that's location one. Why you have to fucking show it to us again? I mean, that was a nice idea to have, you know, at the bottom you have, this is this mm -hmm. character, this is that character. But They had a great opening scene. Oh, yeah. It's no. probably one of the better opening scenes I've seen in, in, in quite a while. Like, 
first two minutes gets you right into it. It's cool, engaging, and then it, it opens up with a guy being interrogated yeah. by a guy named Rupert. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a good shakedown scene where Guy Pierce is, you know, shows his character right there. He's just he doesn't give a shit. He's this cool, cocky CIA agent, and they're beating the crap out of him, but he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care, and he just he's mouthing off, punch him. Mouths off again, punch him, mouths off again, punches him, and then you have the whole thing where he's, it's the whole conspiracy of what happened, and you see the opening of what happened, what they think happened. Yeah, he went into a, some type of deal, or deal gone wrong, who knows, he went to meet a, another operative, and there was a big shootout, everybody died except for Guy Pierce. now they're trying to figure out what really happened. And what was in the briefcase that he had, and they think that Guy Pierce was the one who assassinated this guy, even though he said, he's my friend, I didn't do it. And just from there, they say, okay, we're going to put you in a maximum security prison. Which is in space, and they put you into hyperfreeze, kind of called stasis. Yes. Like and, Demolition Man. Yes, and, but then this movie essentially becomes Escape from New York. Yeah. It's the president's daughter gets sent up, and she's kidnapped by a bunch of goons, and yeah. is Guy Pierce a bad enough dude to save her from ninjas? Yeah. President's daughter goes up on a kind of like a humanitarian mission. She wants to find out if the company that owns this massive prison in space is using the prisoners as guinea pigs, kind of. Because stasis gives you dementia and what, Alzheimer's and yeah, it stuff makes like you, that. Yeah, it makes you crazy. They want to see if, that's, if they're testing because they want to go into deep space because they're paid for this prison called MS-1. I'm assuming that's maximum security one. We yeah. don't really know. And everyone just locked up in the cryo. And when she goes up there, they tell her guards, look, you can interview this person, but if you have a guard on the other guy's side, he can't have a weapon. Yeah. And as you guess, Secret Service, they think they're better than the rules of a fucking prison. Brings in a weapon, prisoner grabs a weapon, shoots him. And then... Just right there, all the guards are in the control room watching what happens on the cameras. But for the next ten minutes, you don't see any alarms going off. No guards are coming out with guns. Just, it's just. I mean, once it gets to the point when he releases everybody, then they start armoring up. Yeah, then they start armoring up. But, but it's like the ten minutes when they can clearly see this one prisoner on camera. There's no alarm. There's no guards. They just. Looked at him, oh no, that's fine, he's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good, but it's like, oh, we'll use a sleep cast. <laughs> this is a prison, really? Is this like, this is the B-team prison? Like, they had one guy, the warden was the only one who kind of knew what he was doing. Everyone else was like, yeah, technicians, because we're never going to have a problem, we're never going to have an issue. And then, yep. everyone and then knows where everything is. The one prisoner, who you don't know his name, unlocks all the prisoners. And you figure if you're under, in a deep sleep for ten years, or however long, you'd probably be out of it. But no, these guys just wake right up. Oh yeah, well, I'm I'm ready to fight. And yeah. They don't know where they are. Like they yeah. think they're they would just fall to the ground. Their muscles wouldn't work. Yeah, you'd have atrophy or you'd have sleep. But no, they're they're in arms. They beat up the other prisoners. There's 400 prisoners and five guys, maybe yeah. six. This is the beginning of the plot. So you have the president's daughter alone on a space station that's now a maximum security prison with all her bodyguards dead and stuck with a crazy guy. She's there, they sh the crazy prisoner who's a rapist and he's kind of into her in some weird, creepy sort of way, which we don't really, it resolves, shot her, but he's into her and he's also unintelligible. He speaks with a, a thick Irish accent that just, you're like, 
Huh? Pretty just... much like Swamp People, you need subtitles under him. Yes. Terrible choice to either have that actor or tell him to speak in a thick accent. Yes, and his brother, who was played by uh, Vincent Regan, he actually, when he showed up, he was cool because he actually looked like a prisoner who knew what was going on. He literally wakes yeah. up, he sees everyone running around, he pretends he's asleep, then he takes the weapon out of someone's hands, and he's his old intro is badass. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of like, ah, oh, run around, <laughs> crazy people. Run around and scream and kick people. And meanwhile, the main character, Guy Pierce, we're just going to call him Guy Pierce because his name was Snow. Why? That's his last name, whatever. It doesn't bother Yeah, but you forgot another plot hole where they sentence Guy Pierce to oh, yeah. go to MS1 and they inject him with the stasis yep. to go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, when they decide that they need Guy Pierce to go up to MS1 and save the president's daughter, he's just automatically fine. He's not drugged up anymore. He's just sitting in a cell waiting. Yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> what there's, happened? There's a lot of scenes where you're like, wait a minute, they were, what? They just put him into surgery to put him to sleep for 30 years. Now he's awake. Even though they injected him. Okay, alright. Okay, we'll, we'll go with it. I mean, it gets even more insane when you have, um, so they get him up into the, the police station, which is in space. Which yeah. But yet, on MS-1, they have these massively awesome anti-aircraft guns that can hit anything. But they're able to sneak in Guy Pierce. Yeah. And also, the prisoners, after just ten minutes, they know every exit of this prison that they've never seen. They know every, like, every... dock, everything. They, and the military couldn't bring Guy Pierce into, like, a secret cargo hold? No. No. He's got to just... get into an astronaut outfit and... Walk around on the outside of the And then when hall. you have the person who brings him in, because he pretends to be a negotiator, it's like yeah. everything's going good, and then suddenly just randomly he gets shot, and you're like, you're like <laughs> you, you lied to me. It's like, when did he lie to you? Yeah, he never found out that he was tricking him. Yeah, it's like he was doing good, and then just, bam, really? Just really? But the good camera work saves it, because yeah. it's kind of the only thing, and there's some funny lines in there. Oh, well, Guy Pierce's dialogue is hysterical, because he's just such a smart ass. but he's also the type of guy who's like, generally like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, you're going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Like, Yeah, tough guy slash pushover. Yes. Um, it seems like what happened was that there's a bunch of deleted scenes which make this movie make sense, and they just yeah. went... Throw it away, it's going to be too long. We need the movie to be only 95 minutes. Yeah. So where were we at? Then then he gets there, mm-hmm. and he's trying to find the president's daughter. And he finds her, and she sees that yeah, her. Not, yeah. yeah, sure. She locks herself into an airtight room with her bodyguard. Yes, after seeing that he's wearing not prison uniform, he's wearing another uniform, what does she do? She clubs him over the face with a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. and then runs into the room and ends up fucking it up, shooting the control, causing it to have a nitrogen leak. You're like, okay, if you shot something in here, wouldn't it just not work? It wouldn't cause something like that? This happens constantly. They shoot one of the control panels, and then shit happens? I mean, in this super futuristic world, you'd think that when they have a, who knows, like trillion-dollar space station, if you shoot the controls, it's not going to shut down everything. If I shot my light switch... 
not going to shut down the whole power to the entire house. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just going to be a busted light switch. Yeah, but no, they don't think that. And also, it throws this red herring that you wonder, maybe that there was a whole reason why this happened. Maybe it was set up. And No. No. Then you have this other subplot, which is that the, that the person, the reason why he's going up there is not because he wants to save the president's offer, but because... It's There's just, this briefcase, which is, you think it's supposed to clear his name, I guess. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin. It's just a mysterious briefcase that he has, and he gives it to someone. That person gets sentenced to MS-1, even though that he was in prison before this guy. Yeah, yeah. So you're like... Oh. Yeah, so he hid the briefcase the day before, and then in one day, he was sentenced and sent to MS-1 and put under heat. Yes, meanwhile, this guy, is, there's some serious timeline. It could have given you that it was months or it was weeks. Nope, yeah. nothing like that. But he ends up going there, and then it's suddenly two characters and the retarded guy. <laughs> and yeah, you know what? You and I know you're thinking, wait, this podcast, your description makes no sense. That's the plot of the movie. It literally, you're just grasping at straws. I mean, the wiki makes sense. The wiki is a well-written and surprisingly coherent story. And then he uh, <clears throat> tries to disguise a very beautiful blonde woman who clearly. Looks like a woman. Cuts her hair, chain, dyes it with oil and toilet water, <clears throat> and puts a hat on her. And then they walk through the cell, general population, with, I don't know, a hundred other prisoners. And they've probably never seen a woman. They've been asleep for who knows how long. Then they wake up. I'm sure they've never seen a woman in so long. Like, you but know, that, you, you clearly know she's a woman. But here's the other part. In the beginning, when they take down, when they first say, take the take the wounded girl, there's a girl prisoner. There are females there. So what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, just act like you're a man. It's like, just so you're, she's a badass female prisoner. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And then the other scene where, uh, I don't even know where we are in the... It's, it's a, we're making more sense of the movie, though. We've, they escape, they're trying to get away, and then they accidentally escape into a room with high level, levels of radiation. And they're being pursued by the main bad guy, you don't know his name, but it's Alex, and his group of five thugs. But then, all of a sudden, they're in the room at the same time as Guy Pierce is, but they have to go into the same entrance. And they sealed the room, so you're like, it is like, they turn they just around appear and, there. they're there, and it's <laughs> like, okay... Yeah. There's a lot of cuts like that, which sometimes it's really cool, like where you see they walk in and then it's something that happens and you don't mm -hmm. know. But this time you're like, wait, what? Okay. And then meanwhile, the psychotic brother, the one who was obsessed with her, goes crazy and ends up just... Starts shooting everything and killing everybody. And... and then from there, it just becomes a what-the-fuck movie. Just get her off and maybe save himself without yeah. getting killed. And the rest of the movie... And the higher-ups... Uh take over the pres what the president's powers and then, yep. and then they decide to launch nuclear missiles onto MS one and blow it up even though the president's daughter's on there. Yep. Because it's gonna crash into Earth, which you find out all of a sudden randomly that, you know, no one was briefed about this. It if, just happens to if be the one if the one engineer dies on MS one, it's gonna crash to Earth pretty much. Yeah, there's no there's no pilot there's no pilot, just that guy. Yes, this trillions upon trillions of dollars space station, it's just going to float around yes, and then and, crash into and the, Earth. And the first thing you find this out is because you just see Mir crash into it. No rhyme or reason, <laughs> yeah. it's just, just there and then Mir crash. You're like, wait, what? 
Yeah. Yeah, and then for some, then a bunch of crap happens, big fight sequence, and then they jump out of the space station in spacesuits, flying into Earth, and then without hitting terminal velocity, they're able to eject out of their suits, open their parent their um their parachutes, parachutes and then they land on over fence in New York City. And then the movie ends with just briefcase with a MacGuffin, nothing in there, and then But they find out that one of the CIA agents helping them was really a double operative. And then you have the typical and there's a microchip that was secretly stashed somewhere and, and then just he doesn't do anything with it and they, the president's daughter and him walk away to the sunset, and you're left going, "What the fuck? What did I just watch? <laughs> and why do I feel like my brain is leaking out?" And you forgot about your favorite part. You didn't mention it. Arbitrary gravitational. Oh machine. yes, yes. <laughs> just a random, as usual in most science fiction movies. There's just a random. You're walking into a room, and then suddenly there's just a pit for no reason. But this one has. Anti-gravity, so you have... A spinning machine. Yeah, so you have a fight sequence, and then they turn it off, and then they turn it back on magically, and it's like... Why? Why? <laughs> you're, you're really just mind-boggling by this movie. You really are, and just... I mean, Peter Stormare has just kind of... You wonder, really, if he's good guy, bad guy. He, he's kind of cool, but he's a, he's a dick, and he's just he's Peter Stormare. If you, you saw him in Brothers Grimm... As the insane police and detective, Constantine. In, in Constantine, insane. yep. He's a he's a good actor, but he's just kind of like I don't want to say underused, but he's kind of like whatever. Lenny James, as the bad guy, as the hidden mole, is just kind of. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know what was his agenda. He wanted to get the briefcase to stomp out whatever evidence was there. Exactly, just did not. But know. it wouldn't matter. If Guy Pierce died, because no one would find out. No one was looking. No one was looking for that briefcase. But he's trying to help him. If he did not want, him, he would have killed them all. No, and then just. Or he wouldn't have fought for him to go up to MS1. They would have sent the Marines. So he kind of yeah. did it to himself. Yeah. The whole. Which is illogical. The whole movie is illogical, and it's still, like I said, it's mind blowing the fact that you had. The movie made $11 million outside the United States, which, understandable, when you see Luke Busan and Guy Pierce, they're going to yeah. want to watch it. And probably maybe in French, it makes sense. Maybe there's <laughs> well, maybe they have the real version. Maybe it's a better dub. additional 20 minutes of footage that was left in. Maybe. And then in the United States, it made $6.3 million on opening weekend. It was $14 million plus revenue from the DVD sales. And surprisingly, here's the thing. I agree with the with all the Rotten Tomato reviews. Guy Pierce in this movie is awesome. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a Snake Plissken Han Solo. The name of the guy from Under Siege, who was played by Seagal. Wow, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Whatever, but he's all those combined. He's just a badass who's just in a bad situation, and he's really cool in it. But he can't hold the movie together. The movie. And he can't write the script. Yeah. It, it's borrowing from so many different concepts. It's taking Escape from L.A., Escape from New York, and a little bit of prison break into it. And it's throwing a little bit of just this hidden briefcase from uh, Ronin. And what? It's yep. just a mess. It's, it's bad. It's really bad. 
it's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Canal Plus, why would you even release this? You're a better studio than that. Is it, is it too early to give my rating? Uh, I'm no, not going to no. give it the worst one. I would say watch it while you're surfing for internet porn. I agree with you. Because, I, I mean, because if you're looking, you know, for something else at the time, you're still going to catch the couple of good scenes where he says some funny lines and you'll watch it and you go, oh, that's great. Yeah, but the filler stuff, you don't need to see it. Yeah, the plot is not innocent, but most of it is Guy Pierce doing one-liners, and that's entertaining. And, there's the and the first two, like, two, four minutes, the opening scene, great. Yeah. Great. After that, mm, yeah, just might as well eat a piece of crap. Yes, and I am glad that I bought this from, or rented this from, a red box, because I would not have paid this move for this movie. I yep. wouldn't even have bought it as a BL or downloaded it as a movie. Looks great, though. Oh, it is a beautiful Looks movie. Looks good. The, I love the attention to detail they have. Like I said, it's a huge universe. There's a lot of little things here and there. Like you have the fact that the coffee's still brewing in the one penitentiary area. And you have the fact that um, I love the designs they have for all the little supplements, all the little packets they drink. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, what is it? Um, milk supplement. Yeah, milk apple. supplement. Apple supplement. And uh, it's just completely crazy how all of it's just, you know, the, the guns are not like typical pulse rifles or anything. It's just it's very standard weaponry. It's nothing too crazy. You know, it's nothing crazy. No hyper weapons, no laser weapons. The only thing which is a little bit interesting but fucked up is this bomb he's given, which oh, is yeah. essentially a uh, bike. Yeah, it looks like a bike chain. Yeah, and he... He says, here's your one bike chain, but he uses it ten times. <laughs> you got one bomb. Okay. You can use it twice then. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, he well, he uses the one pretty quick, and then the second one just pulls out of nowhere. All right. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, it's it's the Chekhov's gun. But Maybe they gave him two. Maybe. Soundtrack was non-existent, which generally is good for these movies, you know, because generally a good soundtrack, I think, should be under... It's not, you know, it's there, but it's not yeah. really there until the credits. It's either it's either that or it's completely just, you know, it's present. But you know what this movie could have used? Gary Busey. Some uh, some titties yes. or ants. Yes, it could have. It could, could have, have seen used. the girl from Taken's ass. That would have been great. Yes, you could have seen her ass or her tits, or you could have seen something. I mean, there's a bunch of horny prisoners. It could have been rape. It could have been watching. Nope. I mean, that would redeem the film a little bit. It would have redeemed the movie. And the movie is... Wait, what is the fucking rating on this movie? Is it PG-13? No, there's no list. Cursing one. There's a lot of cursing, but... But there's no... And there's blood. Yeah, there's no rating. Random. Uh, I'm assuming it's a rated R, but... Could have been PG-13. Well, you have to assume a lot of things with this movie. Yeah, this movie is just... Like, character names. What's, yes. What are these people's names? I don't know. He's just that guy and that girl, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> and this black guy, and okay, and that one. But the I, guy with the tattoos, okay, sure. The crazy guy, you can't speak, and then the guy who's his older brother. And that you just picked out of nowhere. You're like, why, is he protect why isn't he killing this guy? And I said, he's probably his brother. He's like, I won't kill him because he's my brother. Yep. You just saw it. Um, but, okay. The other past movie, I would say, fix the plot holes. You know, get some of that movie pavement. Or movie concrete, pull those plot holes in, and I would say put Gary Busey in this movie. Yeah. And put in, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. That would redeem this movie. Put Liam Neeson as that, as, um, 
as the guy Alex. Now, I haven't seen Battleship, but I'm going to guess that this is better than Battleship. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen half of it, and... Um... Just lost for words. I am, I am truly lost for words. I was even lost for words with <laughs> Troll 2. I mean, to go to the manga review, I'm even more lost than Bombos. And all of you know how much I hated Bombos versus everything. It's the, one of the worst mangas I've ever read. I mean, worst was... This is better than worst. Which is a manga I read that was terrible. But still, it's just kind of... It's... It's indescribable, this movie. It's just kind of like there's... A lot of good stuff in it. But it's then, like drinking a flat can of soda. Yeah, it's good, but you're like, why'd you burn me? Or you go for a run and your bottle of Gatorade is left outside in the heat. And it's disgustingly hot. It's just not, not or, good. Or it's when you're going out with a girl, you're ready, everything's good, you made out, you're good, then you're reaching your pocket, and then there's nothing there where you're <laughs> going to go, and you're like... <sighs> or you reach down her pants and there's a penis. Yes. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, God, enough of this. We're done. It was such a terrible movie. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. It was bad. That's all I could say. Yeah, it was, it, it was just, we, we can't even describe it. But Guy Pierce is so cool. Yeah, he is. He's a great, he's a really good actor. Um, but here's the question is he a better villain or hero? This is, he's an anti hero in this. He's not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. If there were some more movies, like good movies, where he played a character like this, I think he'd be a better hero. Hero, yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, take his character and put it in a really great movie. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, movie could have been good. They yeah. just needed to fix up the script beforehand, and yeah. they didn't. And Luke Besson, I am very ashamed of you. I yeah. Am. I mean, you, how could you let this come out, man? With your name on, you should be like, I'm taking my name off. Alan this. Smithy. Exactly. Take the Alan Smithy credit. Yeah, just like Alan Smithy and you're done. But no, you said, I am Luke Besson. I'm releasing this because I believe in this. Uh, well, I'm sure the studio begged him. Like, the only way we'll make money with this is you have to put your name on it. We'll give you another million dollars, please. Yes, and if they also put down from the producers of Taken, so they were desperate. Yeah. Mark Limbert, well, he's like, uh, well, I like Taken in French. Yeah. Uh, Where was it filmed? Um, where was it filmed? Uh, according to development, it was filmed in, oh, of course, Serbia. Okay. Interesting. Oh, wait, no, that, then this ruins the movie, because it says most of the film was using green screens instead of practical sets, and I thought it was practical sets, really. Some of the sets looked practical. No, a lot of them did. A lot of it looked yeah. like it was practical. So I'm surprised. Well, the the uh, general population scene could have been green screens. Easy. That was not as good. Yeah. And the chase on the buildings in the beginning. Yeah, that was CG. When he jumps into the uh, that, the window. And then, yes. Oh, best scene in the movie, I think, is there's, of course, your typical main character is being shot at by a villain. So he jumps out, and he's going to crash through the glass, and he's going to be all good. You remember from in um, Dark City, in Matrix. Uh, Matrix, Lucky Number 7, Slevin, and the point is that you have it, you jump through, you oh, shoot him up, you jump through, and then you get away. Crash through the window. This one, safe. he jumps, splat. Yep. Low crack, and then he just falls down. Falls down about six or seven stories. Mm -hmm. 
And then he gets up and he's fine. Onto a um, dumpster that conveniently has two mattresses on top of it. Conveniently. <laughs> but then later on, he jumps out of another thing and falls on his back onto metal grate. No gets, problem. No pain. And then he, as we said, he jumps out of the spaceship with yep. no problem, no terminal velocity. I mean, it must be pretty cool to just jump out of a space station in a suit, fall to Earth, right. and then parachute. Yes. That's right. some hardcore stuff. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, um, yes, that part was pretty cool. And also, other thing is but that... improbable. Yes, there's a couple other improbable things, and just random things like one point, Alec, he's trying to get them into a room. He said, bring two engineers. You think, oh, he's got two engineers, double the time. No. Brings engineers, he shoots one of them, says, you have five minutes. And then after that guy does his job, he shoots him and gets another engineer. Just, why? Why? Yeah, why? You have guns already. Just point them at the three engineers. Make them do the jobs faster. You don't have to kill them. But the last one was like, look, give me three. He's like, you have two minutes. Give me five minutes, I'll get it open. Okay. That's all you had to do. You didn't have to go crazy. I mean, he was the smarter of the two brothers. I Maybe they couldn't pay those actors anymore for the full day's work. So they were just like, we'll just shoot him. Put a squib on him. Boom. Done. Oh, so we Get were, rid of him. Oh, so it was like you said. In, they're um, writing the script as they were making the movie. Like in Troll 2, how they got rid of the... They just, yeah, we'll just make him into a plant, and then we'll just <laughs> chop him up, and he's gone. And then he just will just throw him in the trailer with the popcorn, and then he's done. Yep. Yeah, so then... That's another thing that's been confused. Gorillas who are around an egg and just the egg shoots up in the air for no reason. Why? We don't know. Uh, but anyway, remember, since we're done with this, we're done talking about the random shit. You can check us out at www.sparkin.com. Any of our earlier episodes, leave us a comment at zansparkin.com or sparkin.gmail.com. Also on our Twitter under Sparkin. And leave comments, concerns, and we may have another theme month in a couple months, but... For right now, I think we should just leave it kind of alone, just keep the same type of movies and getting kind of burned out. I like mixing stuff up a little bit, having random movies, you know, because it's not just all action sci-fi. Sometimes we do things like romance or violence or just thrillers with people who are getting tortured. But um, what about... It's a mix of it. Yes, and remember, guys, check out Odie's website. Thank you, Zan. Yeah, um, kungfuandtitties.com or facebook.com slash kftmovie. You can find out about uh, my movie Kung Fu and Titties, which is essentially Big Trouble in Little China with titties and a much smaller budget. And Bronson Pinchot. And Bronson Pinchot, yes. In not one, but two rows. Yes. Where he's farting. Yes. I, I listened to the serious episode, the serious thing. And it was, I almost brought the rough cut over and left it with you, but I was like, ah, yeah. wait until it's completely done and yeah, wait until give you the final cut. Yes, and then I'll then I want to watch with everyone else, and then we'll go through it and review it definitely. Um, what was I gonna say? What else I was gonna say beforehand before we get into that part of the waiting for was kind of important. Oh yes, hopefully if Comic Con works out and. Lynn actually proves us, well, you may be joining us in one of our panels, the Insane Movie Challenge, where we're asking movie questions and giving DVDs away. Awesome. Is it going to be like Jeopardy? Um, sort of. Are you going to be Alex Trebek? Oh, God. You that, keep the mustache. You if I be. keep my mustache, yes. <laughs> I do have a new mustache, folks, and I won't put it up on the on the thing, but if I keep it up, but then we got to have someone in the background say it like, Damn you, Trebek! <laughs> you and your mustache! 
but we'll see how that works out. Um, so is that part you only for what we're talking about? We're talking about that one, that only, well, it's not the Dodecahedron movie, it's the 20-sided dice of movies. We picked 20 movies just for this episode, and so Odie's going to roll it, and when okay. our number lands on that's what we're going to be viewing in the next episode. We have some good movies. Here Let's we go. See. One, two, three. Number 15. So in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing... Oof. You want to roll again? <laughs> Should I? Okay. Uh, yes. If it was an oof comment. Yeah. All right, let's go. If it goes again, then we gotta do it. Oh my God! So went again. In the next episode, we're reviewing a movie Destiny. where Alex Mack is a pseudo lesbian, and it's about a guy who's gotta find one girl out of a hundred after having a weird rendezvous. So. 100 girls. Yes, he has to go through 100 girls about which of the girls the one he hooked up with one night in the dark. I've never seen the trailer or heard of this movie, so I'm excited. It is terrible. I don't, I don't want to see the trailer before. Just put it this way. I went to, to FYE today. Mm-hmm. They had it for a dollar. Okay. Used. No, I shot used. New. New for a dollar. And when was it made? Uh, Early 2000s. So not even 10 years? Not even 10 years. Probably a quality film. Yeah. Is it better than Lockout? You see tips. There you go. And you also see, but, but you also see the other thing too. See some penis? Uh, yes, and you see guys' butts. That's never good. Well, you know what? Alright, I'll deal with that if it's in equal proportion. No, 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 you. Boobs. No, let's put it this way. You see, you see the same amount of boobs as guys' butts. You see, bo- you see boobs, but then you see fat guy ass, cottage cheese ass. That's fine. It's like a joke. Yeah, you like, like that scene in uh, Borat. No, is it the first Hangover? Oh, when yeah. The guy, when the guy's standing there, naked. was it the first Hangover? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? Where he's standing naked, and naked, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. Hangover. Another movie. Well, so I guess that's it for this episode. All right, we're out of here. I should put the put. Um, so, do you have a quote, or do you remember a quote, or no? Do I remember a quote from this movie? I took up wiki. Oh my goodness. I got to have to the Let me think about it. Oh yeah. Who was the mystery man on the phone? Uh, his name was Fuck You. Really? Yeah, he was Asian. <sighs> yep, that was a good one. So that's your, your quote. Now I'm going to be taking, uh, yeah. I'd rather castrate myself with blunt rocks. Why don't you get Rupert to do it? Hey, how's it going? It's the best offer you'll get. Don't get me wrong, it's a dream vacation. I mean, I, I load up, I go into space, I get inside the maximum security nuthouse, save the president's daughter if she's not dead already, get past all the psychos who've just woken up. I'm thrilled that you would think of me. Hmm. See you in 30 years. Hmm. That's it for this episode. All right. We are Gonsville. Catch you next time, and eat your vegetables, folks, and eat apples. They're good for you, I think. Wanna die
I don't like hurting you, Snow. Is that why you're having him do it? I can have Rupert bludging you all night. I I'm being beaten up by a guy called Rupert. What happened with the Colonel? <laughs> most secure prison. It holds the planet's deadliest criminals. It's impenetrable because it's not on Earth. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Do you dream while you're under? I'm gonna dream about you. You wanna test me? Sit down! He's got a gun! Mr. President, there's been a massive takeover on MS-1. My daughter is on a goodwill mission on that station. There's only one man who can get her out. Who? Snow. He's the best there is. But he's a loose cannon. Don't get me wrong, it's a dream vacation. I mean, I go into space, I get inside the maximum security nuthouse, get past all the psychos, save the president's daughter if she's not dead already. I'm thrilled that you would think of me. Get in there. God, I hate heights. The gravity generator will hold you up. You gotta trust me on this. Really? I am bringing you back from the dead. Can I have your attention? Our meal ticket is a woman. We need her alive. Hey, what the hell is happening here? It's falling out of the sky. Come back to me, my little enemy. Impact on the eastern seaboard in eight minutes. Gonna get out of here. What if this doesn't work? Well, then we're probably gonna die. Don't worry, it's perfectly safe. The simple thank you is enough. Okay, see here on the map? Yeah. That's where the pod is. You get in it, you fly away, the good guys will come and get you, okay? On my own? You're a big girl, right? Here's an apple and a gun. Don't talk to strangers. Shoot them. This is the plan you agreed on with my father. Yeah, he said it'll toughen you up. Apparently you need that. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'll be... Fine. Where are you going? Oh, I got a hot day. It's been a real slice, so good luck and good luck with the leg thing. Okay, the map, you gotta flip it. It's upside down. No, no, so you can see this screen. Which way's north? Okay, we're in space now, so it's not north. It's port, it's starboard. Thanks. You're doing great. <laughs> 